PTJ is the bottom line. The bottom line is a translation of study findings for application to clinical practice. It is not intended to substitute for a critical reading of the research article. The following bottom line was written by Dr. M. Kathleen Kelly and summarizes the article titled, Movement Training Advances the Emergence of Reaching in Infants Born at Less Than 33 Weeks of Gestational Age, a Randomized Clinical Trial, by Heathcock J.C., Lobo M., Galloway J.C., Volume 88, March 2008. The emergence of reaching is a complex developmental process, and for many infants born preterm, the associated risk of neurodevelopmental impairments might affect the acquisition of reaching behaviors. The main purpose of this study was to ascertain whether differences exist in the emergence of purposeful reaching between full-term and preterm infants. A secondary goal of the study was to determine whether daily movement training could improve the performance of purposeful reaching in the preterm infants. 26 preterm infants and 13 full-term infants participated in this study. The preterm infants were born at gestational ages of fewer than 33 weeks and had birth weights of fewer than 2,500 grams. Infants were excluded if there was a history of prenatal drug exposure, congenital orthopedic or genetic anomalies, or significant visual or hearing deficits. The mean age of the infants at the beginning of the study was about 60 days. What new information does this study offer? The researchers were able to capture and directly compare the emergence of early reaching in preterm and full-term infants. A major finding was that the movement training intervention was effective in minimizing some of the differences between preterm and full-term infants. With respect to most of the outcome variables, infants in the preterm group who received movement training were more similar to the full-term infants than to the preterm group who did not receive the movement intervention. Only during the final test session did the full-term infants demonstrate a significantly greater duration of toy contact compared with the group that received movement training. This raises the possibility that the preterm infants might be at risk for further impairments or limitations in skill acquisition if the differences would persist. Interestingly, despite differences in their reaching skills, all three groups had similar developmental profiles on the Alberta Infant Motor Scale. The preterm infants were randomly assigned to a social interaction or movement training group. All full-term infants were in the social group. The movement training consisted of specific activities designed to focus on general movements, midline movements, and specific movements that facilitated active reaching or interacting with a toy. The social training consisted of verbal and visual interaction in the same position as infants in the movement training group, but without any physical contact or movement facilitation. Participants were observed every other week, or for five sessions, during the eight-week intervention period. During these testing visits, behavioral coding was done to track the emergence of purposeful reaching, the number of toy contacts per visit, and the duration of toy contact. In addition, the type of hand-toy contact was noted. How might the results of this study apply to the practice of physical therapy? This work is promising in that it demonstrates the plausibility of altering the developmental trajectory of preterm infants who might be at risk for sensory motor impairments. The fact that a task-specific intervention minimized some of the differences between preterm and full-term infants is encouraging and should be further explored. 
These results highlight the importance of being able to discriminate even subtle differences in motor skill acquisition that might be predictive of long-term functional problems. It also points to the fact that early physical therapy intervention can effectively target motor skill acquisition. Limitations. A major limitation of the study is that the cohort of preterm infants was quite heterogeneous with respect to gestational age and birth weight. Therefore, it is difficult to generalize these findings to all preterm infants. It would be interesting and important to extend this work to examine intervention effects in infants with documented evidence of neurologic impairments. A second limitation is related to the lack of a longer follow-up period beyond the five sessions. In particular, differences in duration of hand-toy contact were noted near the end of the intervention period, but it is unclear whether the difference persisted and, if so, whether it was predictive of longer-term problems. Because of the rapid changes that occur during development, it would be beneficial to follow these infants for a longer period of time to chart their course of skill acquisition and more fully elucidate the impact of focused, task-specific intervention.